Next on BYU Sports Nation, 2019 Pro Day for BYU football. A gridiron job interview months in the making. Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kafusi, Tanner Mangum, and company are all here trying to impress the NFL scouts. And can Sione Takitaki's draft stock continue to climb? 90 minutes of running, jumping, and throwing with NFL dreams at stake. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from BYU Pro Day, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live from BYU Football Pro Day, your day-to-day play-by-play from the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, March 29th. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're connected, Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who just ran a 5.940, Jerem Jordan. That's not true. That was you a few years ago. No, 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 no. 5.16, man. 5.16. Let's go. But today's a fun day. It's the Underwear Olympics, as David Nixon likes to call it. Um, th- this is a job interview, as you just mentioned, for a lot of guys. 31 NFL scouts represented, uh, one CFL team, and then one AF team in the uh, Salt Lake Stallion. So there are some guys who will help their stock. There was, there's some guys who will get on the radar today. What a setup for Pro Day as well. You just saw some of the images on the BYU TV side. Incredible organization and collaboration between BYU football, BYU athletic marketing, and then the NFL personnel come in here and run this, and they make this big time. This is one of the top Pro Day setups you'll see anywhere in the entire country, and those are the words of the NFL personnel told to us. We have mentioned some of our top storylines, of course, Sione Takitaki. He has been on just an absolute ascent from different senior bowl games to – now up draft projection boards. Can he continue to climb? Yeah, this is a big day for him, although he won't do as much as you'd think today because he did really well in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Corbin Kafusi is another storyline. How much will he participate? What can he do to get on the radar after multiple postseason surgeries? And then Tanner Mangum, can he be in the mix like Jake Heaps was a few years ago where you thought probably not an NFL starting quarterback or even backup, but can he be a practice squad guy who maybe gets a look? And Jake Keeps was in the NFL for a few years. I wouldn't be shocked if Tanner Mangum had some kind of success like that potentially. Sure. He's had some uh, dramatic training that have been uh, happening in Southern California in terms of his throwing motion and whatnot. We'll get into the details of that, and obviously we'll see some of that here today. We brought in the big guns to help us out today as well. And you can It's go about time. Anywhere you want with that. You can take it literally, uh, figuratively, whatever. <laughs> Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and Dave. David Nixon, all with us today to help us break down today's action. All right, gentlemen, what are you looking for today at 2019 Pro Day? Well, I, it, it's I like what you, I like that you call it the Underwear Olympics because it really is that. <laughs> That's what and, it is. And, and and you get the guys just in their tights. You get raw numbers for the guys. Um, I think there are some people that are trying to get roster spots that can open some eyes in a day like this where they can go, okay, we saw them on film, didn't realize how explosive they were, look at that vertical jump, didn't realize how much quickness they had, look at that look at that three-cone drill or the shuttle drill. And, and so it's an opportunity for people to move up. The, the ones that are already in a great position, you know, the guys just mentioned uh, Sione Takitaki and maybe even Corbin Kafusi, who, who will certainly get an opportunity – and that's already established, you know, they'll only do the things that can enhance their reputation, right. but maybe not participate in some things they're not quite ready to do. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing that you said that stuck out to me is, is moving up, right? Because you have guys that come in. We, we know these guys are, are draftable or uh, they have a chance to, to be a free agent. What about the guys that 
aren't on the radar at all. You know, the guys that maybe can go to some of these smaller leagues like the CFL, um, having an opportunity to catch an eye of one. We said this last year, right? It's just like when you're trying to get married or, or having a, a date to the prom, whatever the case is. I don't need 500 girls that like me. I just need one. Yeah, That's well, all I need. Speaking from experience, I participated in this pro day well, 10 years ago. Um, and, and this is a time for guys, like you said, that aren't just the only tucky tuckies. The Brayno Bakris, right? Uh, the Dylan Colleys. Guys that have a legitimate shot, they come out here in front of 31 scouts, 31 teams represented here, which thinking back, I think that's one of the most highly represented uh, pro days by the NFL scouts we've had in a long time. Uh, and you've got guys Z, that right? can really go make an impression. And for me, this was my day to shine when I was here 10 years ago. And fortunately, uh, it propelled me. I had good results and, and had teams interested. And so there's, there's scouts here, and there's kids going to be picked up as a free agent or maybe in the later rounds because of what they do out here on the field today. And, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm jealous, man, because we didn't. We had, I think, seven seniors my, my senior year, and you know, no, nobody that was that was draftable or any you know big brand name. So we had like eight scouts, you know, and 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 the year before, or even think about the year about with Ziggy, right? Um, and, and how you had every single team here, and what happened to to that defense? You know, multiple guys had free agent opportunities. Guys like we said, um, you know, didn't even uh, weren't even on the radar. And so to be able to take advantage of the guys that are here, you know, like like Sione, yep. all eyes on him. You know, you have an opportunity to, to shine as well. Uh, Jonah Trineman last you know last yeah, last year exploded in this and ha- still has opportunities. Got to be healthy, but but th- it is an opportunity. And we're we're going to break down some of the individual drills and talk about what the scouts are looking for. And the uh, the NFL in almost its entirety is represented here uh, today. So we'll come back. We'll do some of that. We'll break down specific drills. We'll talk about specific players. Right now, we're going to throw it back over to Jeremy Dispenser. All right, Blaine, I'm uh, projecting 24 reps on the bench for you today. Oh, if they could, yeah. Let's why would they not have. let me do like the, all, all? All I need is to do the bench. That's it. Brian <laughs> has never looked better. Just Brian never looked better than on Pro Day. There's this yeah. there's this image on the internet that's like oh they, oh they're about right now yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but know, what would, what would be your best event right now? My best event? The vertical. Vert? vert. You can still do the vert. Yeah. What would be yours? A pulled hammy. <laughs> do, they, do they do the pulled hammy? Wait, wait, wait. Hey, Are they still honest, doing the pulled hammy? You're honest. It's the most injured. You're honest. That's yeah, what I'll say. No, honest, honest, yeah. Honestly, bench would be good for me. Not, I can't do heavyweight anymore, <laughs> but I can wrap about, still. We can do biceps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can they do You're bicep good. curls? Because oh, Brian Logan yeah. would do great at bicep curls. We know it. We know it. <laughs> All right, guys, much more from uh, that trio in just a bit. Uh, let's go to the other big gun. He skips leg day, but he doesn't skip uh, the upper body part of the day. Jason Shepard, he is our on-field reporter today. Shep, who have you tracked down, and what do you have for us? Yeah, I'm, I'm here with Corbin Kafusi, and as I look up to talk to him, I'm reminded you and I were in the same position last year. We were talking at the pro day last season before your senior year and say, hey, in a year it's going to be you. Now that it's here, what is this like? It's kind of surreal. You know, I remember we had that exact that conversation and I was like well it seems so far away and then it's like oh no we're here today so now this is a little different than probably what you had anticipated or wanted everybody knows you've been dealing with some injuries you had a couple of surgeries uh first of all health-wise how are you as of today today I feel great to be honest like I'm feeling great there's nothing wrong with me and so I guess yeah that's the way I could say is I feel good well, and you had originally thought you were going to come into Pro Day today and participate in some of these events. That changed last night. What went into the decision? Because uh, you're not going to participate today. What went into that decision? I think, you know, after talking to my trainer and my agent, it was, you know, you could come out and look good, but I'm two, three weeks away from looking great. And so, you know, instead of showing the scouts, like giving them a number that they're like, oh, that's a good number. It's like, why not come out and shock them a little bit? 
in two or three weeks. And so, you know, after weighing the pros and cons, like, you know, that might be a little bit better, you know, just to look as the best I can. Well, and you said that uh, it's been about a month that you've been training. You, you kind of went through some of the, the rehab on the, after the surgeries, but it's been about a month since you've been able to really get at it. What are the things that you've been working on in that month's time? In that month's time, you know, everything, you know, from running to 20-yard splits, you know, to flying 20s, jumping, everything, trying to get that strength back because I think, you know, you forget that after you have surgery that, you know, your whole life you've been strengthening that, that piece of your body, and then it's like, oh, i gotta got to bring that strength back up. So you, you were saying that you actually have uh, a workout down the road with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's something that's already uh, been scheduled or at least talked about. What are some of the, who are some of the other teams that have shown some interest that, uh, that you may have some of those uh, private workouts with down the road? You know, there, there's a couple other teams, but we're kind of keeping it all under wraps a little bit. Okay, okay. All, right. some, all right, I like it. Yeah, you know, just trying to keep things a little mysterious. But, yeah, there's been some great interest. I've talked to a lot of people, and so it's been really nice to – you know, people haven't forgotten me just because I was injured. You know, they remember that there was a guy named Corbin. But I'm excited to go out there and show them what I can do. Well, now, there are a lot of other teammates that are out here participating today. What do you think of these guys? Is there anybody that, that you're looking for to have a, have a big day? You were telling me Braden Albacri is a guy that you've got your eye on. Oh, yeah, and I love all of these guys. You know, these are all my boys. And so it's, I love just being out here and be able to, like, see them perform because all these dudes have worked so hard for this. And to be honest, I think each one of them in, like, one thing or another are going to surprise a lot of people and so like the 40s coming up and i think a lot of guys are going to kill it but i i love Braden, so i think he'll kill the 40 you know shelt's going to kill the 40 dylan it's going to be sweet corbin thank you for the time appreciate you uh, stopping by glad things are progressing health wise and uh, good luck in the future thanks i appreciate it guys all right thank you shep thank you corbin kafusi clearly a business decision for him today you don't want to be just good if you have the opportunity to take your one shot and be great. Yeah, yeah a little disappointing not, that we're not going to see him today, but I understand the decision to wait a couple of weeks. And he can do the individual workouts, and that can be a little more intimate, and they can get a better look at him instead of kind of the meat market that is this event, right? I imagine that 6'8 and a half, 287 will register with quite a few teams individually. I don't think that this will be an issue for Corbin yeah. and garnering today, attention. Today's a fun day, too, because we get height and weight, exact measurements. So Corbin ends up 6'8, 279. There so a little go. more lean. There you go. 40 yard dash, bench press, broad jump, position drills, obviously all still to come. We'll start our coverage with the vertical jump and send it back to our trio of former athletes to break all this down, guys. Interesting interesting that Corbin is 6'8 in football, which is a really good height for football. <laughs> yeah. But when he was playing on the basketball team, he was 6'10 then. He, hey, he plays so, like he's 7 foot, though. He, that's yeah, that's he all does. that matters. And, and so we're going to talk about the vert right now, the vertical jump test. And, Brian, you said that this would be the thing that you would still be yep. best at and yep. would have been good at. Why don't we explain to folks exactly what, what's going on, how they do this. Yeah, so what, what, what the scouts are trying to do is, is obviously measure your explosiveness, right? And a key for us as, as we're going through this and as we're training, um, everybody is, is different heights, obviously. And so you have to raise up your hand, and then they measure your length of your arm based off of um, the, the tape that you see. And they'll, they'll set it accordingly. So then after that, you uh, have two opportunities to jump up. Uh, the first one, you know, as, as we're training, um, you, you kind of don't want to go all out. You want to be max. Uh, you maybe go about 90 85%. And the second time you get, that's when you should be full go, explode up. Um, and, and touch as high as you can. And what, what, I, what I like about this the, the most is the fact that it, it evens the playing field with everybody, every single player that's, that's, that's out here today. Um, you know, there's different positions that 
I don't really care about the 44 alignment or maybe for the three cone, I don't really care so much for a linebacker or whatever the case is. But for the vertical, I can measure every single individual and how explosive they really are. So we, we saw some footage of, of last year. I think that was Joan Trinneman that we saw at a tremendous vertical last year. Let's take a look at some of today's. We're going to start with Squally Canada. Um, and, and you'll note that they jump up and Dave, they're, they're going to knock away um, those little tabs. And here goes Squally. And they don't get to step back. This isn't a running vert. So, so are you folks that think you can, uh, hey, I can touch the rim, so that's two feet above my head. I have a 24-inch vertical. It's a little more difficult, that, right, that, Dave? That's the key. You watch their feet, and right there, Dylan Cauley, they key, you can't take a step. You have to stay two feet planted and uh, explode from there. And, and the thing, like, like Brian mentioned, your first jump, you want to get a lot of those rings out of the way, those sticks. You want to kind of knock them away because your second one is where you're really trying to get explosive. You're trying to reach as high as you can. And if you don't get those first ones out of the way on your first jump, the problem is then you kind of get caught up. Yeah, you, you, you can't explode as you, far. You get, you get caught up, and it's really it's an aiming point for you, right? So you go up and you, and you touch it, and I, I saw Michael Shelton earlier do it, and, and he did a really good job um, at that with uh, with his first jump, you know, just kind of knocking it out the way as hard as he could. So what's, what's a good vert? What's a good vert? Let's say for a, a running back or a wide receiver. We just saw Dylan Colley go in there. We saw Squally Canada going. What what would you consider? I, I think I think a thirty a 34 to a 35 is good. I Any, think, I think, a thir- I think a 36, you're looking at elite players, athletes that are in the SEC, probably going to go first round. I think for uh, – uh, corners and receivers, the, the guys that are really explosive, um, the positions that really matter, David Nixon, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, you're looking at 37. 36 is good. Um, I think 37 to 39 is, is And the, is really the top solid. vert for reference point, now these are the crazy athletes, right, but the top vert for a reference point in the NFL combine was 44 this yeah. year. Yeah, that That's crazy. That's usually a wide receiver or a defensive yeah. back. But uh, let, let's go back uh, to Jeremy Spencer. Let's look at some of the results uh, on the vert test here. Yeah, let's take a look at uh, some of those specific numbers. You just saw the actual jumps um, off the page. What uh, sticks out to you thus far, Jeremy, in terms of what the what has been produced? Michael Shelton, thirty six and a half. So he's he's shorter. Came in at five seven, but thirty six and a half. And as a DB, that's important, right, Brian? You got to be able to get up and knock the ball away. Squally Cannon and Tanner Mangum at twenty eight. Braden Nelbacker. There you go. At and he's and my guy today. He's my guy back. That one pops. And then uh, Dylan Colley with a nice vert of, of thirty one. Guys, we didn't. We didn't talk on the air about what we talked about before. I, you know, I asked everybody. We try and keep that private. I know. I, I asked everybody. I said, like, who's your guy that's going to stand out today? And and uh, Al Bakri was who Spencer yeah. took. You you, took you said Michael Shelton. I agreed that Michael Shelton would have some some good numbers. I, and, I, I like Dylan Colley, but Brayden Al Bakri, I think. As far as this pro day helping a certain athlete the most, I think he has the most to gain yeah. from this pro day. Amen. Yeah. And, he, and he's got a very specific skill set, right? So, so he's going to play fullback um, at his height and his weight. But let's think about this. At 245 pounds, compact body frame, he got 32.5 inches on a vertical yeah, yeah. jump. That's impressive. That's a good, big, lead-blocking fullback I want, vertical I jump. I want no part of that. Yeah, I, I, I will decision. say the vertical is the only time in life when you wish you had really short arms because yeah. they, they measure. You put your arms above your head and you measure, and the shorter your arms are, the more the more likely your, your vert will be higher in the higher So, 30s, we, so we, when, when we trained, we literally, it was you, you, you take a step back and then you lock your shoulder and then you have the scout, you know, kind of, 
guide pull, your pull, hand pull your arms up. and and then you try to you try to you know make your your fingers your fingertips as small as, small as possible <laughs> so you like this, you're literally like this like t-rex hands and then right when you go they all start laughing because you're like oh now you yeah, can get one there's, there's, limitations guys, there's, for you, there's, te- there's yeah. technique to all of this yes. right but, <laughs> exactly. but the bottom line is michael shelton's uh, the vert that you guys just showed very impressive at over 36 inches because of his size he's going to need to be impressive numbers they're going to they're going to need to see from him you know what He's a little undersized, but his numbers, his explosiveness and all that is such that we maybe ought to take a look at him. And Braden Elbacri, I'm telling you what, that jumps off that page to me wow. at 32.5 at 245 pounds. He's, so. he's to Scary. me, it goes in terms of uh, Sione Takitaki is going to be the drafted guy to me. Corbin Kafusi is the number two or the number one free agent prospect probably. Braden Elbacri to me is the number two free agent prospect among this group. Agree or disagree? Agree. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. agree. With you. I would and agree. It's, it's a very specific team for him, right, that's, guys? That's the thing. So there's some teams that don't even play with a lead blocking fullback, but there are teams. And you think about um, was it Fahutahi that made a living for a number of years just yes. le- just plowing the, the road Vikings up in Minnesota forever, with the right. Vikings? And yep. if you got a great tailback behind you, then and, and you got a guy that can plow the road, that's where you get a job. So specific teams will be looking uh, at him. And hey, one event into it, I like what I see. I mean, good grief. We saw Daniel Coates, who was a tight end at BYU, become a fullback for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL if you play with a lead blocker. Much more to come. You just saw the vertical jump numbers. Sione Takitaki, we will hear from him and what he hopes to accomplish today in front of these 31 NFL teams represented. 2019 BYU Football Pro Day continues from the indoor practice facility in just a moment. This is a special edition of BYU Sports Nation. Your smartphone is a miracle. It gives you access to every episode of all your favorite BYU radio shows anytime, anywhere. Oh, yeah. Simply download the BYU Radio app. It's free. 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 Zero dollars. Gratis. The app connects you with our entire extensive show archive, and it also lets you listen to our live stream so you can stay current. All of that important information, all of that quality companionship. Oh, yeah. Right here on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After a big win last night, the BYU baseball team hosts game two of three against St. Mary's at Miller Park. Listen on BYU Radio and the app tonight starting at 8 Eastern time. It is 2019 BYU Football Pro Day at the Indoor Practice Facility in Provo, Utah. Glad to have you with us on BYU TV, all of our digital platforms, listening on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio. Uh, we are doing this live, and we are doing it big. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We also have our trio of former players, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan, breaking down each and every one of these Pro Day events. We'll take you to the broad jump in just a bit and see whose numbers jump off the page there, but not before we hear from BYU's, in a lot of ways, what we think the number one draft prospect, Sione Takitaki. What is he hoping to accomplish today? Jason, take it away. Sione, you are here. You're going to do position drills, but you're going to let your combine number stand, and that's for very good reason. You did a very good job at the NFL Combine. What went into that to making that decision in terms of what you're doing today? Um, I'm just talking to everybody, you know, teams, and then my agent, you know, feels like I did a great job, you know, at the Combine, you know, in the worst situation possible. You know, they kind of um, take up all your time. You get less sleep. And I feel like I just did, I did a great job there, you know, with, with uh, my numbers, and I feel comfortable there. And I, you know, this last month since I came back, I've been training just specifically football, you know, getting stronger running, getting my stamina up for football shape. And so, 
you know, I just kind of left it at that. Take us through what the last couple of months have been like since the season ended. Because once the season ended, then you have some of the, the postseason bowl games, and you played in the, the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine game, and then you had the NFL Combine. What have the last couple of months been like for you? It seems like it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, a roller coaster, you know. But I, I I always wanted this since I was a little kid. The NFL has always been a dream, so I kind of just kept that that mindset, you know. Of uh, you know, I got to go to the East West, you know. Now I got to go to the recess, you know. Now I got to go to the combine, you know. I was like, oh, it's all part of the journey, you know. Um, there's a lot of people that want to be in this position, so I kind of just took it like that, kept working, and uh, kept at it. Whether it was something you did, the play in the in the the games, or conversations with teams, what have you learned about this process that maybe you didn't realize going into it? Uh, that you got to just be ready for for all the uppercuts, jabs, it, it coming your way. You know, you're gonna get um, you know, just the interview process is crazy. You know, they ask you a bunch of stuff. Um, and, you know, about playbook and stuff like, you know, they, they, they teach you your play, their playbook and they expect you to know quick, quick. And so it's just uh, taking it all in, you know, learning things quickly. Well, you were telling me before we started, there was a, an NFL GM that you talked to about a month ago and you guys had a conversation and you saw him again today. And he was asking you questions about that conversation a month ago to see what you recalled. Yeah. It's stuff like that, I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The GM's uh um, the Vikings or the GM, you know, um, he, he gave a talk at the combine to the, all the linebackers, you know, when we first got there and kind of just kind of gave us the ups and downs. And then I made him today. He's like, hey, what's up, man? Do you remember what I was telling you guys in that meeting? And I kind of, you know, I, I was kind of saying a lot of stuff, you know, that, that I thought he was going to say, but I didn't, you know, I didn't remember exactly what he was kind of saying. But he's a funny guy. We shot the bull a little bit and, and kind of hung out, but it's, it's pretty cool. So what has been the feedback that you're getting from people in the NFL in terms of maybe where you stand, uh, things you need to work on? What, what is it you're looking to, to accomplish between now and the NFL draft? Um, yeah, I talk to a lot of teams, uh, a lot of stuff that we go over just with the um, um, that I need to tighten up is just playing under control in certain situations. You know, I got I got, you know, a lot of missed tackles here and there on, on sprinkled on my, you know on a lot of game film just because I'm just so wild out there trying to get after it and I just need to calm down. You know, take my shot, little things like that that I'm gonna tighten up for the next level. I know that that stuff can't happen and I could tighten up my man. You know, my man to man coverage. Not not that I got scored on or, or you know anybody caught me anything, but I could definitely you know in some of my film you know you see me peek into the quarterback instead of you know on my guy and if you know the quarterback is good enough to look you know. Be wide open, but um, little stuff like that, and you tighten up for the next level. Definitely pick up, you know, um, different schemes four, three, three, four, all that stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, it's all been good, and, and everything's been going great. Well, has they told you exactly where they anticipate you playing, and if it would be a three, four, or a four, three, did they have they have any advice for you in terms of that? Um, no, the, the different teams have me at different positions. But I definitely think I, you know, I'm a stack player, mm -hmm. uh, stack linebacker. You know, whether it's at Sam, Will, or Mike. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where they see me and where our teams, you know, see me fitting. It's kind of cool. You know, I played off the edge and, and um, stuff, so I got a little versatile. And that's kind of what's helping me. Um, but it's all been great. It's all been a great process. I'm enjoying it. You know, kind of put the the finishing touch on it today, and then um, and then. Uh, you know, see where it goes from there. Well, there's no doubt you're making BYU fans proud. Congratulations on getting this far, and good luck the rest of the way. Thanks, Sione. Always. Go cool, man. Thanks for having me. You bet. Guys, back to you. Thank you, Jason, and thank you to Sione Takitaki. We wish him the best of luck as he moves forward in his position drills today and as he gets ready for draft day. Now we will take you to the Broad Jump, our second event on BYU TV's coverage of 2019 BYU Football Pro Day. Once again, we're looking for big numbers, but what specific numbers are we looking for? Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan chime in 
What do you think about the broad jump here? Well, guys, 141 inches is the mark to hit. That would be top in the NFL combine, right? So what are they looking for, Dave? We'll, we'll take a look at the description of it and watch some footage from last year. What are the scouts looking for, Dave? Yes, yeah, so we just saw the vertical jump. That's your explosiveness, obviously, going vertical. But broad jump is more for defenders, I think, and maybe more your 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 combo guys. When we say combo, your running backs, your tight ends. Because this is going to measure how explosive you are kind of going out in the sense that jumping forward. And I think this comes into play for defensive linemen, linebackers, because when you're rushing the quarterback. How fast can you get off the line? What's your explosiveness off the line? And the whole point of this drill is you just put your feet on the line and you simply just jump. You use your arms. You can't fall back. If you fall back, they measure where your hand lands. So you're trying to get as much length as possible. Uh, Sione Takitaki, prime example, he was number two in the combine for linebackers at 10 feet, 5 inches. Uh, and, and that right there shows coaches, GMs, owners, etc., how explosive uh, a certain player can be. Let's let's take a look. Squally Canada, um, uh, just uh, just a moment ago, doing the the broad jump, and uh, they're not just looking at explosiveness. That's a part of it. But as we mentioned in the graphic, and here we watch, they're looking for balance as well. Can yeah. you jump out under control? Can you maintain? Um, I think that th- they're they're also wanting to see that they can jump with control. I think that's the biggest thing is the is the control and, and the balance. And I mean, it's it's tough to to try to jump as far as you can um obviously you have to get some some height in there as well but to to land and not fall backwards is also uh challenging so um to be able to to stick the landing and how smooth it is um is is something that's really big as well i i think that i think the biggest thing though um like like you said is the actual control right you could really tell how athletic somebody is based off of how smooth and and the ease of their but what's funny about this is you watch this these film of the guys have done today and you think man it's just so simple they just stand up to the line but in reality you spend months preparing for this event and the other events that you're doing today you get bungee cords tied around you you're doing you're doing all yeah. sorts of immediate jumps back and forth back and forth you do everything to prepare for that little jump mm-hmm. uh you spend lots of money in preparation going all over the country to, to prepare with uh and, and with these type of trainers and and you come out here and it looks so simple to us We're like oh look at me just jumping down you know 10 wow. feet away in reality so much preparation has gone into and, just and then that one, one drill and then once all of it is over it's like okay now let's train for football right. again so let's go back over uh, to jeremy spencer and get some results Okay, here are your broad jump numbers and your top two competitors here today as far as the BYU athletes go. Dylan Cauley, 9 feet 11 inches. He almost did a broad jump of 10 feet, Jerem. Michael Shelton, just one inch behind that. And how about Tanner Mangum, the quarterback? 9-2, that's not a bad number for Tanner. Yeah, good explosion from Dylan Cauley and Michael Shelton, a couple of guys that play wide receiver and cornerback, so nicely done by those guys. All right, those are your broad jump unofficial results. We'll give you all of the official numbers as they do become official, uh, whether that's today or at some point in the future. All of these are unofficial, but you'd think some are official, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was official. Back at BYU Pro Day in just a moment. What's going to happen in the 40-yard dash with Braden L. Backry? Can he wow again? BYU Radio comes to you in more ways than ever. Nationwide, we're heard on Sirius XM Satellite Radio on Channel 143. You can get us on iOS and Android apps. Ask your smart speakers for BYU Radio. Stream us worldwide at byuradio.org. And in Utah, you can get us on HD Radio at 89.1 KBYU FM HD2 Provo and on the FM dial at 107.9 KUMT Randolph Ogden Salt Lake Provo. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from BYU Pro Day, 
Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome to those of you just joining us. I'm Spencer Linton teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We are at the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah. It is 2019 BYU Football Pro Day. We've already recapped a couple of events. Much more to come We've over We've been on the, the air hour. for 30 minutes already. Yeah. This is a 90-minute edition, and uh, the best is yet to come. The most exciting one for me is the 40-yard dash. And that uh, certainly will be spotlighted and highlighted at length as we continue this program. Uh, already big numbers we've seen from Braden Bakri in the uh, vertical jump. Michael Shelton has performed well in the vertical jump and broad jump. We'll recap all of that. But again, welcome to those of you who are just joining us on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Jason Shepard is our sideline reporter. We also have Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan with us, the trio of former athletes to break down what exactly NFL scouts are looking for. Let's go to Jason, who has tracked down a current NFL star, Daniel Sorensen. Jason? Yes, and despite what everybody thinks is going to take place during this interview, I'm not going to only ask about my Kansas City Chiefs with with Danny. But uh, you're... You're here, obviously, today to kind of take this all in and support the, the guys that are looking to get to where you are. What do you remember from your day when you did this years ago? Um, a lot of nerves. Uh, I remember you have a lot of things going through your head, a lot of uncertainties, and um, you just hope that everything that you've been training for, preparing for, practicing over and over and over again, um, that you can execute it and uh, that you know somebody out there, one of the scouts will will see you and, and like you. Well, and you're a perfect example of that. And you know, People may wonder what type of, I mean, how much does this really impact what happens in terms of getting drafted or free agent contracts? You had a fantastic three-cone drill that really got people's attention. That's something that kind of helped spark you moving forward. How important was this day for you in now what's become a really nice NFL career? Um, yeah, it, uh, anytime you can get out and, and show your skill set and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's what, um, you know, scouts like to see was, you know, how I performed in, in the, some of the agility drills. Um, but it's just an opportunity for scouts to look at you um, again because uh, a lot of them have already watched the film. They've watched the tape. They know who these guys are. It's another chance for them to see, okay, you've been working for, so many weeks on, on, you know, getting faster or getting stronger. What improvements have you made, you know, and, and things like that. And so um, it's a really big day for, for these guys. What, do you, what have you seen so far? Anybody catch your attention? What, uh, what, do, what do you make of this group trying to make it to the NFL? Um, yeah, I think uh, everybody looks like they're in shape. They're performing well. They, they benched well, jumped, and ran well. Um, you know, I hope them the best. And, um, you know, BYU does such a good job here um, with the pro day and stuff like that. That, uh, anyways, it's just it's fun to be out here. All right, one Chiefs question before I let you go. Yeah. Getting that close to the Super Bowl, how hungry is this team heading into the upcoming year? Uh, yeah, um, as hungry as you can be, I guess. Uh, we got a little taste of it. We've gotten you know closer each year. Um, we were right there, so uh, I think this year we'll just you know. Just a little bit more, we should be there. Andy, that's what I like to hear. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah. Guys. All right. Shep clearly couldn't get through yeah, an entire interview with uh, Daniel Sorensen without asking at least one yeah, Chiefs question. I get it. <laughs> Shep's going to Shep. Coming up this hour, the 40-yard dash, as promised, uh, and the three-cone drill. But let's go to the bench press. How many reps can you put up? I projected 24 for Blaine Fowler. We'll see uh, how the actual athletes today stack up against uh, what I think you could do, Blaine. Well, 24 
is craziness for me. <laughs> that might would have hurt my shoulder really, really badly. But 24 would make me, like if I was comparing to positions, I would be like the top tight end in the NFL mm. combine if I did 24. So you're in the wrong position. So that maybe end. if I had played tight end, yeah. I could have made it to the yeah. NFL. You, you should have. Yeah, you, well, you wouldn't have been <laughs> We had all the intangibles for tight yeah. ends. So, yeah, so, so talk about uh, what, 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 are they look, what are they looking for in this, Brian, on the bench? I, I think there's, there's two things. One is, is overall strength, um, explosion as well. Um, but, I, but I think really stamina, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the combination of all those things is what you go through as an athlete in a football game, especially we all know when we're playing it's fourth quarter, you know, five minutes left. Uh, we're tired. We've been banging. We've been battling. Um, who's going to push through? And, and I think obviously for linemen, uh, as we see Tijon uh, from last year uh, bang these out, it's, it's something that's important. It's going to have a lot more weight for linemen versus somebody like a DB or, or a corner. Uh, but, but overall, I think really uh, when you remove the linemen, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, more skilled guys like DBs, just, just put it up. Just put some. Just put some. Just move it around a little bit. I'm not going to carry too much weight on it, but just a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think this is a much bigger deal for your defensive linemen, your linebackers, your offensive linemen, your running backs, guys who are going to really have to use their strength playing and play out. Uh, and this drill is an interesting one because what ends up happening is you you warm up uh, your last set. You want to do about 285, 295. So when you step on with 225, it feels like a feather. And in every position, every guy, as a DB, you have a goal to get to, say, 15 reps without stopping. Mm-hmm. I know as a linebacker, my, my goal was 20 reps without stopping. Uh, and then you get that 20, you kind of stop, you reset, catch your breath, and then from there you bang out as many as you can. And there, there's that goal in mind, and sometimes you hit that goal and sometimes you don't because I'm telling you what, uh, you know, Danny alluded to in his interview, this day there's so many nerves coming into you. I mean, you've been preparing for this day for a couple months, yeah. and now you're here, and so you're nervous. And, and sometimes those nerves can kick in, especially on that bench press. You get too excited, maybe uh, maybe go too quickly, and, and you don't have that stamina or that energy at yeah, the end to kind of get your goal. Well, let, let's go to this year. We've got Dylan Colley up first, and uh, you mentioned for a wide receiver at DB, maybe 15 would be a goal to go without stopping. So you can count count along with it. And, and – uh, 225, yeah, guys. And, and I will say the scouts are very particular about this drill. They, they make sure you're supposed to keep your butt on the on the, on the the bench. You can see Dylan not li- lifting it much because they will count you out on that, call you out on that. And then beyond that, it's all about locking out the yeah, arms. Locking, They're yeah. very particular about locking out the arms, no shorting the reps per se. Um, and, and Dylan, like you said, 14 reps. So so what, what helps you out here is the, 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 the big bellies as a liner, right? You don't have to short go arms, down. Short arms. <laughs> and so here's, and here's Braden L. Backery. This, this is a, well, an area where you expect like, Look how much and, lighter that looks. And, and, right? talk, and we talk about there's there's a certain form for every single drill. And you see Braden's form right here. Look at him pumping out his chest, which means the bar mm-hmm. only has to come down half the distance compared to if your back is – if you don't have that arc in your back. And yep. so he was coached correctly. He yep. was coached right. He's, yep. he's, he's doing the tricks. And I mentioned, like, the top tight end in the draft. Who, If I'm Braden L. Backer, I'm like, I'm not just going to compete with running backs. And there's some strong running backs, but but I want to compete with tight ends, running right. backs. And, and the top tight end in the, dra- in the NFL combine this year did 24. That's a – that's a big, That's a big, big number. number, and so that would be a good one to go after. I mean, this is this is this is the part that gets hard. This is where it becomes not just brute strength, but mental. Yeah. Can I push through one more? The, the, the stamina is what you're what you're looking for. What they're looking at the scouts, and I think to to, to David's point, as, as far as how you're trained, once you start feeling fatigue, you you stop, you lock, you you reset, take some breaths, and then you and you try to pump out some more again. And here we've got. Michael Shelton, um, you know, DB, as you mentioned. If you, DBs, hey, if you could get into double digits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if good. you can get into double digits, you're doing the, well. The rest is gravy. Once you get past and, and, and don't, 
we keep talking about these really, really high marks. I keep mentioning, hey, here's the mark to hit. This is the top in the NFL Combine. But, but keep in mind, there are plenty of people in the NFL Combine, and I'm not saying they were all quarterbacks, but that are in single digits yeah. on, on the bench. When you only weigh 175 pounds and you're putting 225 pounds on there, that's a different story yeah. than if you're a 315-pound offensive lineman with a big old chest and not, you know, you're, you're going to get more. I, I, I think the scouts really want to see more. More, can you do it, right? Um, can you? Can I see some type of strength in you? And so for, for corners, if you can get to 10, that's great. But I, I would say, you know, 5, 7, and just be violent, right? Just just show them that, that you can move some weight around. And then for, for DBs, more safeties, strong safeties, you you got to get to at least 15. And, and, and other, I'll tell you, for, for DBs, there are some drills that are more important than others, the explosive yep, things. Right. Wide receivers. For linemen, there are... That bench is really, really important for them because they're going to be they're going to be using brute force on the offensive line. So, with that, Jeremy Spencer, let's let's get the results on bench. Okay, let's take a look and see who put up uh, the most reps. Some notables, as you heard the guys talk about, if you get into double digits as a defensive back, smaller wide receiver. After that, it's all gravy. Well, you look at the bottom of the screen there: Dylan Colley and Michael Shelton, both fourteen. Those are pretty good numbers. Braden Albacre with the twenty-four. So maybe the twenty-four that I called for from Blaine has transferred over to my guy, Braden Albacre. Matt Hadley and Squally Canada both go twenty plus. Canada up to twenty-one. And Matt Hadley's here. I. I... We haven't shown him a ton, but he is here after being injured against Utah, but uh, a guy that's going to make a run at it. Of course, his brother Spencer was a free agent in the NFL, uh, most notably with uh, David Nixon's Raiders. Okay, so Braden Albacri's numbers thus far that you have seen, bench press 24 reps, vertical of 32.5 inches, and a broad jump of uh, broad jump of 9.5. Uh, he this, could, this he is... could give himself a look as yes. a free agent. Yes, Yeah, Won't be drafted. I think Sione Takitaki is probably your only draft pick. Maybe Corbin Kafusi sneaks in in the seventh round or something, maybe sixth. But um, free agent is a spot where BYU guys have landed. Daniel Sorensen's been in the league for, what, five or six years now as a free agent at safety. And it was the so three-cone drill on the 60-yard shuttle a, that got Daniel Sorensen yeah, noticed. David Nixon played four years in the league as a free agent. So it, this is a day that can get you on the radar in spite of that scout yawning right there. And it feels like... The majority of NFL players are not your high-round NFL draft picks. They're guys that have methodically worked their way up. There are tons of free agents right. playing at a high level right now. Half the league is undrafted. Yes. Half the league. Yeah, that's something to keep in mind for sure as uh, you go about these uh, pro day combines, if you will, specific to BYU and at all the other schools across the country. All right, I know Blaine, uh, Blaine's motion. He wants to chime in here. Blaine, uh, what do you have for us after you listen to us talk about Braden Albacri and the guys thus far? Well, I, I was just thinking about as we looked at those results, Two running backs, Squally Canada and Braden Elbakri, right? Um, both of those guys would have been in the top ten in the NFL Combine, the invited NFL Combine in bench. Mm-hmm. That tells you how well these two guys have trained. We haven't said much about Squally Canada. I think, I think for Squally, it's really important that he run a good 40. Yeah. And so that combination, they look at them and they go, wow, this 21 reps on the bench, running back, that, that would put him in, in pretty good company. Now, can he go out and run a really good 40? Because this is a guy that, that – can, can look back and go, well, injuries throughout his senior year. Did he ever reach his potential because of it? If he can have a big day here, he may find his way into camp and have an opportunity. Thank you, Blaine. Uh, much more from those guys in just a bit. Jason Shepard with another L. Backry today. Bracken, as he watches his brother this should be good. perform. Yes, are the powers, are the avatar powers combining with him right now, Jason? I am, I am so excited to have this interview with Bracken. I've been around when he's done interviews, and I've seen other people talk to him. I'm so excited to, to experience his energy. 
you are here to support your brother, and I know we'll make this quick because he's kind of in the process of doing stuff. What is this like to be here watching your brother go through this? Dude, it is so awesome. It is seriously, he's the man, and I'm so pumped for him. I'm probably more stressed than he is, dude. I'm like, I'm sitting on it. He's, I'm like, oh, come on. Go, let's, I don't, you're not really supposed to yell, but I've been yelling. Well, and, and this is something I'm sure that uh, in, you know, in another year or two, this is going to be your future. Are you kind of taking notes as to how this goes and maybe how you handle this kind of stuff? Uh, not really. Actually, I haven't thought about it. I'm just focusing on him, dude. I've been like praying all week. Just come on, like with your speed, you know, give him speed. And so well, how do you think he's done so far then? I think he's done well. He's going to be happy with his with his vertical jump for sure. His, he's the best shuttle guy I know. His eligible is amazing. He's quick. He's agile. He's quick. He's funny. He makes me lots of money. Look, this doll. <laughs> all right, I'll let you give it. I have. We'll, we'll let you give back over the bracket. Awesome as always. Thanks. I appreciate you. I told uh, you it'd be good. That's the highlight of the day. I told you it'd be good. That's the highlight of the day. He's That it's, first question, he just took the mic right out of Jason. Yeah. Let yeah, me see J- that mic. Jason, never let the interviewee <laughs> take the mic. Well, ever. I'm okay if it's Bracken, honestly. Oh Bracken gosh. can do what he wants. Well, we're lucky he's like a sophomore, man. When he's, he's a senior, he's, he is going to be uncontrolled. <laughs> he's quick. He's funny. He makes, makes me a lot of money. Makes him, what? Uh, I heard someone yelling, and I thought, who is that? Now we know. For those listening on BYU Radio, as a reminder, we will have all of this video available on demand, BYUSN.com, also uh, BYUTV.org to stream it back. And check out everything on the apps, not to mention our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account, YouTube. All of this will be available for those that can only listen on the radio right now. The 40-yard dash coming up. We just heard Blaine Fowler talk about Squally Canada needing to put up a big number. Dealt with a lot of injuries this year. What are his official marks? Looks pretty smooth right there. We'll take a close look when we come back. BYU Football Pro Day continues from the indoor practice facility in just a moment. It's easy to stay up to date on all things BYU Radio. Tune into SiriusXM to hear us live. You can visit our website at BYUradio.org to learn about the wonderful shows we have now and new ones we have coming. You can also download and listen to past episodes on demand. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook to get show updates and see a little behind-the-scenes action. Our app is available from the App Store or from our website at BYUradio.org so you can take BYU Radio with you wherever you go. BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Football Pro Day 2019 from the indoor practice facility on campus of Brigham Young University. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Great to have you with us wherever and however you're connected. We have full coverage for you here today. Several teams of uh, analysts, including three former players, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan, and Jason Shepard roaming the sidelines. Can we get Bracken on again? We've already heard from Bracken L. Bakery, which was uh, the highlight interview. Daniel Sorensen of the Kansas City Chiefs is here, a former BYU player watching his guys, Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kafusi. All of those interviews will be available on our social media accounts, and you can go back and watch and listen on demand. All right, Jerem, uh, quickly, before we move on in this coverage, just your thoughts thus far in the first 45 minutes of coverage. My thoughts are that I want to watch the 40. Uh, That's the premier yes. event. So let's Here just get right to go. it. Okay? Guys, take it away. 40-yard dash. This is the speed event. And, and, and the 40 guy, this is what we always talk about. When, when, when players get together and they say, hey, what about this guy? They go, well, what's his 40? Yep, that's all, right? that's all anybody so why, cares about. Why is the 40 so important? 
Well, I, I think this is the one metric that GMs really look at because this measures your overall speed. They're not running 100 meters. They're not running 60. They've set the, t- the, the distance at 40 yards, and it's how fast can you get from one end to the other. Yes, there are some measures. You have the, you have the 10 to 20 splits they'd like to measure as well because that, it, that also measures your explosiveness, how quick you can get off the line. Uh, but all in all, the 40, you, you run a 40 in high school, you run a 40 in college, and now you run a 40 for pros. And we look back to his last year, Jonah Trinaman absolutely demolished uh, his 40-yard dash. Fantastic job. And that's what got him a look with the New York Jets is, is this is the opportunity for some of these guys that might be flying at the radar. If they go post a great number, all of a sudden they get just skyrocketed to the top of the list of, of some of these free agent lists because, once again, these are numbers that the, these scouts can go back to their player personnel or the GM and say, hey, here the, the facts are right here. The stats are the yep. stats. This guy ran this 40. And all of a sudden you start working your way up that leaderboard. And but, Jonah Trinneman, when you get into the four threes, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, get, that gets a lot of attention. Yeah, it's, it's scary for for DBs like myself. But 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 the biggest thing is for 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 coaches and scouts. I, I can't teach speed, right? I can't teach that. I can teach you how to catch. I can teach you how to how to run routes. And we'll see Squally Cannon right here preparing. And what you want to do, and, and and the technique is stay low as possible. And you want to drive. Um, we we actually, uh, David, you may have the, the normal uh, uh, count step, which is what eighteen, right? I think twenty for me because I'm shorter. But there's actually a lot more technique that's involved uh, when it comes to your, your counting your steps, uh, staying low. Uh, yeah, you have, you have a drive possible. phase. So you got your weight 40. You have a drive phase as you drive out, which is the explosive phase of the 40. And then you start to stride out. And you, and you want guys, to, the fast guys all have a calm upper body. That upper mm-hmm. body stays loose. They're calm in their upper body. This is Dylan Colley now. Uh, I'm from straight on. Let's let's, let's note his upper body. Is, is the flu? Is it fluid motion? Is he calm up in that upper body? Yeah. Look how look how easy and free his arms are are rolling there. And, and a lot of this begins with those first five, ten yards. As, yeah. as Brian Mitchell, you want to stay low. You don't want to come and pop right up. It's that drive phase we talk about, yeah. right? Those first few yards, you, you cock your arm back, and then you use that arm that's cocked back. You use that to drive out of the blocks, and you stay low for the first ten yards, and then that's when you so, kind of raise up. See how his head doesn't yep. come up for the first little bit? Now it's up. Yep. That, that's what you're taught. This is the technique you're taught, and that's it's how you really, really get the best results. Yeah. Look, at, look how free and easy these guys are. are. If you run tight, clenched fists, shoulders tight, traps tight, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to run free and you're not going to run as good a time. And these guys, they've all been training. You can tell. When we look at, we, we look at that drive phase on all of these guys on the, the side view, and, then, and we can really see it here, what you guys are talking about, that drive phase when you're exploding out of that hole and they, their heads are down. And then they get, Notice how they all get up. They start mm-hmm. to stride. They get the hips forward. The arms are running free. That's how you run. If, 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 if you do it the right way and, and you take the, the proper steps and you have good technique, you drive, you stay out low out the, out the blocks, once you get to 20 yards, you shouldn't be able to, to – you shouldn't need to put any more force into mm-hmm. it, right? You, you sh- it should just take you all the way. That's why in track we used to call it flying 20s. So with Tanner Mangum, how important is it for Tanner Mangum? To run a great forty, it's it's not. But I think what this demonstrates is some athleticism. Uh, you know, they're not looking to say a quarterback needs to run a four six or faster. Uh, they just want to see that a guy can actually get out and run. That if he does have to escape from the pocket, that he has the ability to maybe outrun those defensive linemen. Now, for this guy, Brian, very important that he yeah. runs a good forty. Yeah, ex- extremely. So this is Michael Shelton, and I, we would expect that he would run a good forty. And, and but but more importantly for Michael Shelton, it's got to be a, a respectable forty. But I expect him to do really well in the change of direction drills. Right? Yeah. Yep. Well, th- that's the, that's the advantage that you have with, with being short. It doesn't matter what you're playing. Uh, you just naturally lower to the ground, and that allows you to get in and out of breaks quicker. Uh, your reaction time is much faster and quicker as well. Uh, I, I remember talking to to Ty Demmer, um, I think a few years ago, and he said that that the best 
DBs and corners that that he's seen and, and, and played against in the NFL, NFL wise, uh, was under six foot. Hmm. He said because of that very reason, they're lower to the ground. And when you look at the receivers nowadays, right, and, and the slots, and it's tough to for somebody that's six three to come down and guard somebody that's five seven five eight. So you know, I don't think this is going to happen overnight, but. I do believe that you'll see a trend with smaller corners like Shelton coming down. Change the direction. Yeah. Well, let, let's go back over to Jeremy Spencer and let, let's get those results of the 40. Everybody looked like they were running well. Form looked good. These guys have trained well. All right, in regard to your quarterback 40-yard uh, dash analysis, Tom Brady ran a 5-2-8 at the NFL. <laughs> the go- okay, so, he's the exception to all rules. I don't want to hear it. No, that's horrible, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear hey, it. Ky- Kyler Murray, like, no. Kyler Murray didn't run it in the combine because he doesn't have to. No, no, no. He yeah. runs like 4-4. Four, four, yeah. right? He ran a 4-1 against Alabama because it was running yeah. for his life. In well, the with those guys chasing me, I can still run a 4-1. <laughs> all right, here are the numbers, and keep in mind the numbers we are showing you on your screen are the best of the two runs that each of these athletes have. And uh, in with the low time, a tie between Squally Canada and Dylan Colley, both registering a 4.59. The 4.59 is a nice number for Dylan Colley. So they're in the 4.5s, right? Um, and, and Dylan has a number that I think beat Austin. I want to say Austin was in the 4.6s, four six, four sixes, I believe. Range. Perhaps in this range as well. Michael Shelton, I think, was hoping for a little faster than 4.65. What do you think, Brian? Save a tenth off of all those because you you got to understand how scouts time you and clock you. But Michael Shelton and and Michael Shelton doesn't run a four six five, and, and there could be some some things. You think know, he's maybe, a four five guy? Maybe te- technique. He's a four five guy. Okay. And and same thing with 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 Kali and and a lot of these guys. And and the technique and, and what I believe scouts do is they they try to make it laser time, right? Uh, which is which is the time at the combine. And so what they do is they wait all the way until the player stops or, or crosses the line, then they clock it. It's not the first thing that that they that they see. And so, this is unofficial, um, where I believe they'll take from one scout as yes. opposed to the laser time, right? They, so they so when together, it's bench yeah. reps, that's official. Yeah. This is a little and, more and, and, and imprecise. That, that is the difference is that you're going to have you have 31 scouts here, right? So you're going to have 31 different times. And so typically when the official times come in, they just take the average of what the lowest one and the highest one when everyone brought, came to the table with they take the average at and that's what your time is and we'll get we'll get those kind of official ones later on but 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 with squally at four five nine so squally accounted uh, uh, himself well on the bench press now he steps up and at his size he's, he's looking like a, a big back at this point running a four five nine under the conditions that brian's talking about it so squally continues to impress and, ha- and have a good combine and he's 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 one that uh, we were all hoping because he's had such a struggle with all the injuries that he would show up well and so far. I think, I think that's so really that's Squally. really good for him. Uh, yeah, for, for, like, like you said, everything that he's been through um, to to come out and perform and run that. If that's official, that's that that man. That that's is, a good time. Say, it's officially yeah. unofficial. Yeah. If you can that, stay in that yeah. four or five range, yeah, and a, well, and a good yeah. a good time a good uh, time for for Dylan because Dylan I think they look at as an is an inside slot type receiver in the NFL that's got to have great quickness and be able to make cuts and all that. They're not looking at Dylan to be a guy that plays on the outside and just runs by people. So I think the fact that he got in the four or fives now yep. they're going to combine that. Was three cone drill with his shuttle. They'll do the same with Michael Shelton because he's gonna be playing DB. Change of direction is very important for a guy like Dylan Colley, who who, they, who you would project to be one of those slot guys yep. um, that has to have great quickness and be able to come out of a break. And then, and then uh, you know, I I'll tell you, Tanner Mangum. That's hey, that's good for a quarterback, right? That's fine. He, to to me, the thing for for Tanner Mangum is they're gonna look. I feel like his mechanics were negatively affected this last season by all of the injuries. Lower body body injuries make you compensate by doing things with your motion to to, 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 to try to compensate for the problems you're having with your feet. And he's been working hard. So for him, the most important thing 
is the throwing drills. Not necessarily a 40, but I think he, he accounted himself just fine in that 40. And, uh, and I, you know, there's, it's the whole combination, the whole package of quickness, speed, and all yeah. of that. So, yeah. so uh, we're, we're now going to go to the 20-yard shuttle. We talk about that. We talk about the 40 is important. Yeah, it is the, the marquee event. But this shuttle run is also very important. And, and, Dave, why don't you take us through what this is? Yeah, this is just pure lateral drill in the sense that you're going to go, you're going to start in the middle, you're going to go to your right, you're going to touch the hand, you're going to touch your hand on the line, go to the left, uh, touch your hand on the line, and then you come back and, and, and finish through the drill. And so this, is once again, is all about stopping and starting and how fast can you get out of that break. Yeah. And, and this is the it's, – it's a, it's a great drill because, once again, it shows your lateral movement. For linebackers, as you're moving down the field, can you laterally move across the line of scrimmage? Can you find that hole? I think for DBs – as you're kind of staying in front of the receiver. I mean, it, it applies to all positions, but particularly, I mean, once again, every drill is, is different. Nobody cares about the quarterback, how fast they can move laterally, right? Nope. But for running backs, for uh, this is important. For wide receivers, maybe not so much, but for a lot of these, uh, you know, defense linemen, linebackers, running backs. Yeah. Well, here's Squally Canada. We, he had a 4.59 4, 4. on the 40, which was good. He clapped his hands like he didn't like what he just did. Well, and that might have been a fault in the yeah, sense that you can't put hand. your foot, your hand down. So you touch the you touch the line with your right hand or your left hand, and the opposite hand cannot touch the turf. Okay, and and so you, he, that's why he clapped his hands because and he'll he get another. Slipped, he yeah. slipped and probably embraced himself with the other and hand. See, see why still right here? Watch his right hand. There you go. Didn't touch. So that's a that's a valid. You, you, you'll, you'll know you'll know if somebody did it good if uh, so with the other view. So here's Squally with, with half, another right? chance. And, and the timer starts, and then it ends when you pass that midpoint, when That's you come right. past, you, pa- back past the point. And, there, and there's uh, a reason why all the, the scouts are lined again. up so, right so, on that middle so point. Here's, so right. here's a good view, right? If he can stay on the hash, so you see in a straight line, see how he's off a little bit right there? That, uh, those little things like that is, is going to take a little bit of time off and off and off. Um, so staying low, being balanced. Um, I, I think this drill also shows how flexible you are, right? Um, and, and can you start and stop, essentially? That's, that's the game of football. And that was Matt Hadley. I would expect Hadley to do well in the change direction drills. He's got very, very quick feet, um, and I would expect him to do well in both this and in the three-cone drill. And here comes Tanner Mangum. You're talking about trying to stay yeah, on loop, the hash yeah. and see how he looped back just a little bit. The, what, I don't know who said it, but the shortest distance or the fastest is the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, yep, right? right? And here comes Michael Shelton. Let's see if he can stay in a straight line and, and, and let's watch for the explosion. Start and stop is what this is all about. This is pure ability to explode, stop, and, and then explode and, again. And one of the key points, too, is your, is your footwork. When you get closer to that line, you don't want to overstep the line because yep. then you're wasting time as well. So there's a lot of technique that goes to that, and it looks like the guys fare pretty well. Well, Spencer and Jerem have our results for, for that drill, and uh, we'll see how they did. All right, fun with numbers now in regard to the 20-yard shuttle. And not surprisingly, we just saw Michael Ooh-wee. Shelton. He takes the fast time of this group, a 4.2 flat. Not surprised, yeah. Dylan Colley, 4.22. Jerem Braden-Albacri, 4.27, which is 100 fast faster than Squally Canada. And Matt Hadley. So Braden-Albacri showing that uh, he's got that quick burst, which you need as a fullback. So that's uh, that's a big number for Braden-Albacri. Tanner Mangum, 4.33, which is another very good number. So Mangum showing some quickness, if, although... If only those were the 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? All right, what jumps off the page uh, with those numbers, guys? Well, Braden Elbakery, uh, again, really jumps off the page to me. At his size, at 245 pounds, low to the ground, um, if we had to pick somebody through this point, 
that is, has been the most impressive, we'd have uh, to say it was Braden and, O'Bannon. And that number would come in the top ten for running backs at right. the Combine. And so th- 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 that number he put up is right there with all the, the fast, agile running he's, backs. He's and going. He's, he's, he's going. a fullback. He's, he's, he's a fullback. So going he's going to get an opportunity. He's gonna get it's going to be tough because the f- there's only so many teams, as you mentioned earlier, that, that use a fullback. And for some reason, fullbacks have – a huge longevity as far as position base in the NFL. And so those guys stick around for 15, 20 years. Mike Allstott, I mean, it goes on. That's because nobody's trying around. to tackle him, man. They're trying to get out the way. But I'll tell you what, when, when you turn on the film back. and you we'll see Braden running down the field on kickoff, then you're like, yeah. okay. The guy I'll can play guy. special teams and you take a chance. That's how Danny Sorensen, you, know, you made it. Now, remember, Danny Sorensen at the NFL Combine was invited. He ran in the mid-four sixes on his 40. And everybody's like, oh, man, is that fast enough? But he was eye-popping on the three-cone drill, and he was also unbelievably good on that 20-yard shuttle. And people said, well, he can be a phenomenal special teams player, just like he was at BYU. We're going to discount that 40 that wasn't sub-4-6 because his quickness is there. Let's give the guy a shot. And the shot he got, and he made it based on special teams, and now he's got, you know, now he has guaranteed money, and he, he's a starter life is good. when healthy, right? Life, life is, is all good. Um, so that's what these guys are looking for today. Just a shot. The guys that are participating today are just looking for a shot. Two more events to go. You've seen five on 2019 BYU Football Pro Day. The three-cone drill and the 60-yard shuttle still to come. Don't go anywhere. Our coverage continues. All access from the indoor practice facility at BYU in just a few moments. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation. BYU Football Pro Day. I'm Julie Rose. Next week on Top of Mind, if your therapist is seeing a therapist, is that a bad sign? We'll get an inside look at how therapy works with best-selling author Lori Gottlieb, who writes the Dear Therapist column for The Atlantic. And meet the new Barbie in a wheelchair with prosthetic limbs. Also, how to make sure you don't get struck by lightning. That's next week on Top of Mind, weekday mornings and evenings on BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Live from the indoor practice facility in Provo, Utah, BYU Football Pro Day 2019 continues. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan also here with us. We'll hear from Jason Shepard in just a moment. Let's get right back into the action. Uh, We've seen five events. Now it's uh, on to number six. All right. It, it continues, yeah. And uh, let's continue with the three-cone drill. So, guys, this is an important one. This is one that Daniel Sorensen, as we mentioned, uh, it led to what has become $10 million in the NFL now, guys. Wow. <laughs> Put a number on it. There you go. The, so three-cone drill is really all about change of direction. Yep. And, and we saw stop and start ability. This one is multiple changes of direction. And this is a very important football drill, right? Yeah, 100%. We saw the 20-yard shell. This one's more about footwork as well. As you see them around the corner, this is uh, Hanneman from last year. What the biggest thing is the rounding that corner, that third cone. So you have the touch-touch there, which is similar to the 20-yard shuttle. This right here, what's your balance? What's your footwork? Can you make a tight turn? This tells you a lot. I like. Yeah. I think this drill outside of your 40 is the most important drill. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Will you, will you concur with that, Brian? I, I, yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, the, the start and, and stopping other drills, um, the explosiveness as well. But but this really, really gets to show you all those things. But most importantly, your hips as well. So your full athleticism is yeah, really on this, this, a little bit of everything on display. Play. So we are all, we're all in agreement that this, other than the 40, this is maybe the next most important drill. And that's why Danny Sorensen got an opportunity. We're going to start with Matt Hadley. And 
And it's on this one, it's interesting because it's not necessarily a straight line. They teach you uh, to stay tight to the cones. But on that last one, you actually take an arc yeah. around that corner. There's so much technique and, involved. And, and around that time. third cone, uh, you're going to see touch, touch, similar. You can't put your other hand down. But on this third cone right there, they teach you two steps. You yep. want to try and get around that cone in two steps. Any more than that, you're wasting time. So, 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 so right here, it's what, three, right? Three and then two back. So That's right. Two, and, and one, a lot two, depends three, on your touch. Length. One, I mean, two, touch, go. Round tight, one, two. tight around the last one, and then arc, yeah. arc, tight around that last short turn, and, two steps. And here's the thing, Brad, arc around Brad's the last. Kifusi, he just needs one step. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of it. Michael Shell needs four. So now Michael Shell, another another one, but he did he did well as we expected in the twenty yard shuttle. Now this is another important one. Can't knock the cone yeah, down. Yeah, 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 knock the cone down, but he'll get a redo. Yep. He'll get a redo, um, and uh, and this is one where you can display all of your football skills. And reference point, if, if you're in the, nice. the mid-sixes, like 6.5, six all the way up to 7, those are great times. And so we'll throw over, keep that as a reference point, and we'll have uh, Jeremy Spencer take us through the numbers. Okay, the three-cone drill numbers. And, uh, Blaine, you mentioned being somewhere between 6.5 seconds all the way up to 7 as a really good number. Stealing the show here, Michael Shelton. Dylan Colley. Shelton runs a 6.82, really showing his quickness to get around those cones. And that was on the second one because he knocked over the cone on the first one. So, uh, Bradenell Bakery, 706. If you had told me, hey, Bradenell Bakery is going to outdo Matt Hadley and Squally Cannon in some of the running drills and kind of the quickness and explosion, I would have been a little surprised. Those are two running backs I, I, who should be experts at Braden this. Bradenell Bakery right? is 706, and as once again unofficial, that would be number six at the combine for running backs. We're, once again, we're, we're, but we're that's all in, running backs. It's all Dave. running backs. We're, we're talking guys, Miles Gaskins. I mean, these are guys that, that we heard. Let that alone the for fullback. Big exactly. A guy that weighs 20 more, 30 more pounds than some of these running backs. This is, these are pretty good numbers for the, him. If you're wondering why Braden Bakery was so good on special teams, he's got that mentality of toughness, first yeah. off, but he's more athletic than people yeah. think he is. Yeah. He's a big dude that is just naturally athletic, and he's obviously trained well for this because if you could separate out fullbacks from the numbers that you're looking at, he, he'd be right oh, up there. That, that's a sure. really good sure. number for Braden Bakery. Spencer and Jerem? All right. Uh, Bronson Kafusi is here to uh, support Corbin Kafusi, who, again, is not competing today, but he wants to be around the other BYU guys as well. In the NFL, Jason, uh, what uh, questions have you prompted for Bronson Kafusi? Just don't ask him about the Chiefs, please. No, I'm not going to ask him about the Chiefs. He has no connection to the Kansas City Chiefs. I will. I'm going to ask him about the – Yeah, yeah. Who are they? So, now, I'll ask you about the New York Jets. That's the team that you ended last season with. You were telling me that uh, that you're getting close to actually signing uh, with them for the upcoming season. What does the future hold, do you think, with uh, with New York? I feel like I have a good opportunity there. I feel like, uh, you know, I'll be able to, you know, go earn that spot and – uh, make a big splash. I feel like it's going to be my best year. I'm, you know, fully healthy. You know, it's the best I felt. So, really looking forward to it. Well, I want to ask you about your brother. We know and talked to him earlier in the show. He's not going to participate. Just trying to make sure that when he is able and, and feels healthy enough, he can put his best foot forward. You get an opportunity to see how much hard work he's putting in. What have you seen from Corbin? Man, Corbin, uh, I love working out with that guy because he pushes me so hard. And I, you know, I have to try to keep up with him because he's just got a motor. He loves. Uh, breaking barriers, uh, proving people wrong. You know, he's my younger brother, so 
uh, he's always felt like a little chip on his shoulder, and it's uh, it's been awesome to see just you know how much work he's put in. And I know he's not going today, but um, I feel like whoever gets their hands on him is going to really get a steal. Well, real fast, and I'm, I'm sure you're expecting big things from Devin this year with the BYU football yeah. team too, right? Oh yeah, little, see, we, we call him little Dev. You know, he's our youngest brother, but you know, he's he looks really good from what I've been seeing during spring ball, and um, I keep telling him, hey man, you better you better be the best one because you're the youngest. If not, we didn't do you any any favors. So. But I think he looks he looks really good. I think he'll have a breakout year this year. Bronson, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time, and good luck in New York. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, man. How about the Kafusi brothers and the flow of hair that uh, that tandem is rocking? Now, the funny story is Devin said, they're my older brothers, but they're so close in age that often I have to be like, guys, be quiet. He's the mature like, one. Like, come on. Yeah. S- settle down. So, yeah, he's little <laughs> Dev, but uh, he is clearly the mature one. Okay, let's go to some more results now from the 60-yard shuttle and uh, take a look at those pro day numbers for these BYU athletes. Dylan Colley, once again, not surprisingly, he is known for his quickness, 11.28. That's a really solid number. Michael Shelton, 11.44. Braden Albacri, 11.75. That's faster than Matt Hadley and Squally Canada. Albacri yeah, is going to find himself in a camp. He's yeah, going to have I, some. He's going to have multiple options. Absolutely. And what do you guys think of these numbers? Yeah, Braden Albacri, I feel like we we're going to uh, you know, just keep harping on this, but 11.75, that would be number three at the NFL Combine for running backs this year. So, I don't know if we're getting some uh, rough unofficial numbers and we got to wait for those official to come out, but so far he's having a day. Well, and Michael Shelton's number, guys, would have been in the top 10 overall in, in the NFL combine. Overall? Yeah. That, that, wow. that would uh, 11.33 was the top time um, uh, for that drill in the, in the NFL invited combine. So that's, you know, that's the kind of numbers we're expecting out of Michael yeah. Shelton. I know he's going to be disappointed in the 40 time, and then that will kind of hang over him. He'll be disappointed, but he's po- posted some other good numbers. Here. I, I think it's, it's, it's relative to the team, right? Every team likes a certain flavor. They, they want some guys to be tall. They want some to be fast and quick in certain areas. I, I think when you look at a guy like Michael Shelton playing nickel, uh, being able to guard those those quicker, smaller slot receivers. I don't need him to be, you know, to run a 4-4 four, four flat. It would be nice, obviously. But, um, you know, within the scheme of things, I think you're starting to see more and more teams and scouts start to uh, really focus on that specialization of, you know, that individual player. Yeah, and Dylan Call, every time we see his quickness numbers and for the position he plays, he, he, he is shining in everything he's done today as well. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. 11.33 was the previous quickest time in the 60-yard shuttle. If Dylan Colley indeed runs an 11.28, is he then the fastest time compared to those NFL Pro Day numbers? Well, he, he would. it would be the fastest time. But you got to remember, hand time versus electronic yeah. time, you got to add a little bit to it. So we, I don't think At we one can, point, is it just me, all let electric let me, time? Let me, let me just Didn't tell we you. Do we that? We could, we we could should, do it here, I would yeah. think. We I'm not going to say, hey, he's the fastest guy because of the two different timing methods, but I'm going to say that's crazy fast in that drill, okay? <laughs> that's really, really good. Certainly a top 10 effort if he were to be in the invited NFL combine. Hey. No question about it. That is, that is a big number. Great stuff from Dylan Colley. You're looking at Michael Shelton in position drills. We're coming back with the head football coach at BYU, Kalani Satake, to give us his thoughts on this year's BYU Football Pro Day. Who's making moves in the head coach's eyes? Stay with us. You can listen to BYU Radio wherever you are. When you're at home, ask your smart speaker to play BYU Radio. That's Alexa or Google Home. You can listen to the live broadcast or to any episode of your favorite program. You can also listen online at BYUradio.org. Our website has complete information about all of our shows, including descriptions of all past episodes. 
You can download our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Live from BYU Football Pro Day on this March the 29th of 2019 at the indoor practice facility on Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We have shown you all of the events, given you the top numbers from these BYU competitors, and now to help us recap it all is BYU football head coach Kalani Satake. Coach, welcome to the set. This day seems to get bigger and better every year. What do you think about the setup this year and the performance of you guys? That's great. I mean, our, our, the scouts from the NFL um, always talk about how uh, our, our guys do do it first class, and I think they've kind of set the standard for everyone else. I, I see a lot of programs kind of stepping up their pro day, and whether it's in the gear or um, just the way the setup is. And I think that uh, you know, I think BYU is the one that kind of pioneered that whole thing, and so. I'm proud that our guys have this type of setup and that they they're able to get the uh, the scouts looking forward to this day and BYU Pro Day and um you know looking at the numbers I, I kind of think that's exactly what we thought when we looked at our our training and um you know I think Sione in the combine probably performed a little bit better than what we had him um uh, when we had him timed with what we did uh, last year but uh, the weight and everything is about the same so uh, I hope he's doing well in the workouts but from what I'm hearing the guys doing a pretty good job today. 31 NFL teams represented. This isn't just an opportunity for these guys. It's an opportunity to showcase the program today as well. Yeah, and it's uh, also a good opportunity for the young guys that are here. I mean, we have uh, our guys that when they're, when they're not in class, able to come down here and watch uh, the guys run around and see the scouts that are at practices during the season, you know, and at spring ball. So uh, for our guys, it's good to be familiar with the, with the scouts and be familiar with the drills. Next week, we'll... As a program, we'll, we'll run our own kind of combine type of deal and, and, and test our guys. So, um, you know, our guys have the, the thought of wanting to play in the NFL, and we have to be able to provide them uh, those tests and those numbers and, and opportunities to improve. So you want us back next week to show the current guys, too? Yeah. Is that what you want? Sure. I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to work. But, yeah, um, for us, I think uh, we're, it's good for us to get that get the practice. And it'd be a shame if the first time these guys ran the time 40 was at pro day rather than getting four or five opportunities to do it uh, during their career here at BYU. And do those metrics that you take of the current guys, do those help you establish where a guy may fit in a certain position a little bit better? How do you use those numbers other than preparing for this in the future? A little bit. I mean, I think the more you do it, the better you become at it, you know, and so um, that's probably one thing. But for us to just get, give them a, um, something to, to compare themselves to for the ones that are getting drafted, you know, and um, not just in, in their in their times but also in their height and weight and things like that. I mean, they probably can't do anything about their height, but there's opportunities for them to uh, get lean body mass and, and, and to get, you know, get, get type of, uh, you know, getting their body to be what they're seeing from guys that are getting taken, taken early in the draft compared to where they're at right now. So, uh, I think the, the biggest growth could be from a freshman that's watching this right now and say, hey, in uh, four years I want to be where, the, where these guys are, and if I need to gain 15 pounds of muscle, then I'm going to do it. If you had to compete in one of these events today, Kalani, which would be the best for you? There's no pie-eating one today. <laughs> um, that's tonight at the banquet. <laughs> uh, I would have to probably say maybe the bench press is the only thing that I could probably do with, you know, I think I'd, I'd do okay. I mean, that's... What qualifies as okay? Um, I don't know. I, 
I'm not going to do it for you guys today. <laughs> well, well, I'm pushing now, you toward that, it. Oh, they put the they put the bench down. Darn it. No. Well, now, wait I worked a out this morning, so, guys, it's going to be, you know, the numbers aren't going to be right. <laughs> now, we heard the coaches are going to do the tw- the bench press 225 a little bit later. Hey, if are, we how do you the bench press, um, that guy right there, AJ, is probably going to win. Um, I would hope the strength and conditioning staff. Yeah, I think, too, right? I think they would do really well. But I, th- I think um, I think we have some coaches that would kind of match up, you know. Who's the weakest? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 me. <laughs> me yeah, don't ask me to go yeah. over there, please. I can't even get the bar up, probably. <laughs> so when you observe these guys getting ready for pro day, because uh, we only see the culminating event in mm-hmm. large part. What is it like behind the scenes as you watch your graduated players come back and then sign their specific trainers and all that stuff? Walk us through the process of how that all begins and and what you observe. Well, I think it's just um, kind of going through that process. We did it a little bit during the bowl game, um, bowl game prep, and talking to these guys, you know, and um, knowing that guys like Corbin would probably be a little tight for the window for him to be able to perform today. Um, we're starting to see that other places, uh, guys that are coming off surgeries and things like that, are uh, they're not going to put bad number out there if they're not 100%. And so I'm, I'm with him on that. But I think his height and weight and all that stuff measured out pretty good, you know. And, um, but you're looking at guys, um, I think it's just more about what they want to do with their life. You know, we have a, a guy that was possible, uh, an NFL draft pick in, in Austin Hoyt. Yes. Who decided just to hang it up and, and um, just start life as a husband and a father and, uh, he's already done that, but but you know, going he's got a, a great job and opportunities for him and his family. And um, as much as the scouts really want him to be able to keep playing, I think it, it's important for us to have those discussions and and put him in a position where they can have success. And some some guys have decided not to do that. Adam Pulsifer decided not to not to do anything today because he's got a great job lined up for him in June in L.A. So um, the connections that we have at BYU allow us to give these guys so many options to look at and one of them could possibly be making more money uh, outside of football and not sort of <laughs> not going to uh, trying to get in the NFL and I, I want my guys to get to get the opportunity to go to the NFL but it's really up to them and I just give them the options and they decide now the real question we haven't asked anybody or discussed on the uh, on the show so far in 80 minutes is who has the best I'm not in school anymore beard in your opinion. Oh, I didn't even because Tanner Mangum and yeah. Matt Hadley have some really good ones. I think Matt Hadley has the best beard. Does he? Right now. Yeah, that's... Uh, we'll try and get a shot Is it still 100%? Are all the guys in... Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Like, he's been up in the mountains hunting... That's a guy uh, from like, Connell, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's been hunting fish, like, with his bare hands in the mountains. I'm Look jealous. Thing. Yeah. I'm only jealous because it's a great the beard's a great way to hide a double chin. <laughs> and, um, is it? That's your sound advice for the day. Well, I think it is. I mean, I when I, when I had one, it was great. You know, when you had a double chin or a Corbin, beard. Okay, he looks taller with the beard. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone that's clean shaven? Probably guys? not. Right. <laughs> They can finally have a beard. Kalani Satake, the head football coach at BYU, with this. We've watched Sione Takitaki. Yes. Okay. We've watched Sione Takitaki kind of be on this dramatic ascent. He was initially scheduled to compete in the NFLPA Bowl. Then it became an East-West Shrine game invite after he balled out in the ball game. And then that turned into a Senior Bowl invite. Now, all of a sudden, he's off the radar to a projected everywhere from third to sixth round pick. How would you sum up what you've uh, seen from Sione Takitaki and his ascent? He's worked really hard, and, um, you know, he, he's, he's done a great job at listening to the advice that he's received and from many, from many different um, so, sources, you know, from his wife, from coaches, um, from former coaches. and other, I mean, he's just been 
involved with everybody. And I think he's the kind of guy that sees the benefits from um, just listening and, and, and uh, listening to the guidance that he's been given. But um, you have to give him a lot of credit for how hard he's worked. Um, you know, I, I think uh, just it, we also changed positions on him, you know, um, during midseason. And so um, there's a lot of things that he's done that wasn't really the most ideal for him in different situations. He would have got more sacks and more more numbers playing at outside back or D end. Um, but the I think the versatility and the ability for him to move different positions um, has, has really been the reason why a lot of coaches want to watch him and they, why they invite him to the Senior Bowl and everything. Do you see him playing middle linebacker at the next level? I do, but I, I think that uh, one of the things that the scouts keep asking us is what's his football IQ, and the guy gets it. He understands football, and you can't just go from learning um, DN to linebacker to middle linebacker if you don't know football, and um, uh, I'm just proud of him. You know, I, I, I've been proud of the way he's he's uh, progressed since I got here, the things that I've seen from him, not just in the football field, but also off the field. I've seen a lot of growth, and I, I imagine he's going to take that and do well in the NFL, but also do well as a, as a husband and do well as a, a contributor in the community. All right, Kalani, we'll uh, let you get to the pie-eating contest, wherever that is. <laughs> I'm going to go warm up for my bench press. There's a banquet tonight. You can eat all the pie you want at that, right? This is true. Yeah. This yeah. is true. Uh, we're going to have fun tonight. Yeah, we're going to celebrate all, all these guys. You should. Spring ball's program. over, yeah. and I know you're feeling good about uh, what you saw. And Jaron Hall made a catch crashing into center field wall, and he got that. up, and he's okay. He can clearly take a hit. I saw that. Yeah, well, I mean, he got hit harder than that in, in the scrimmage, so I think he did. I don't know. He juked a bunch of people, too. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Kalani. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Go Cougs. Oh, we'll wrap up things from 2019 BYU Football Pro Day here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. BYU Sports Nation All Access continues right after this. Hi, this is Lisa. Are you looking for some fun April Fool's Day pranks to pull on your friends and family? On Monday's Lisa Valentine Clark Show, we'll be talking about the best pranks around and how to execute them flawlessly. Then we'll be learning about how to rid your mind of anxious thoughts. Tune in to hear more about these topics on Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific on podcast and the BYU Radio app. It's all on the Lisa Valentine Clark Show on BYU Radio. BYU Football Pro Day 2019 continues from Brigham Young University and the Indoor Practice Facility. It's been our pleasure to bring you this 90-minute BYU Sports Nation special. We have seen some dynamite and dynamic numbers and performances from some of these BYU athletes. Uh, If you missed any of the show, reminder, you can download the podcast and you can always see it at BYUSN.com. Check it out on the apps as well, all over the digital platforms. Let's bring in Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan one more time as we recap uh, some of the best of the best performances we saw today. I can't help but, uh, in a biased fashion, go with the guy who I thought would impress, and that's Braden Albacri. He's going to win. Like, like his <laughs> yeah. bet, like our little private bet, he won the bet. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, Albacri was yeah. impressive. And I think there were a lot of teams that would have looked at him anyhow, but this day solidified in their minds. The guy can find a spot on a team if doing nothing else but wrecking people on special so, so keep in mind, this is one of the two components, obviously. You've got the Underwear Olympics, as we've dubbed it, uh, but you've also got the film. So, so teams are going to go and throw on the film. They're going to they're back it up with the stats. But then you throw on the film of a guy like Brayden Albacri when he runs down against, what, Portland State and rips off the returner's head. Yeah. Stuff like that is going to yeah. get him a chance to be on a team. I look at him probably being a, uh, you know, a blocker, maybe put him in jumbo sets, goal line. And you use his explosiveness, you use his speed, uh, and you just use his bulk body. I mean, yeah. look, look at this guy. And then you use his, you use his uh, ability to be able to block. I, and, I, th- and I think the biggest thing is, is the athleticism, right, is, is what scouts look at. 
And and when you look at somebody that's big, tall, fast, and can move the way he does, that that's really what a, a scout and teams are looking for. So for him to go out and perform the way he did, and you, and you look at his explosiveness and how he's right in the top numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he's, he set himself up really nice to have an opportunity. And you guys brought up the thing that uh, gets lost in all this. Wow, all these men. You ha- it has to complement mm-hmm. what you did on the field. Yep. If you're a nobody on the field, and a lot of this does not matter. But you can get yourself a look and amplify that. And I think Braden Nobakri did that today. I can go home to New York and go to the park and pull some guys off the basketball court that can get really good numbers in some of these. <laughs> they cannot play football. They cannot play football. But Braden Nobakri can play football. Yeah. And, I mean, the other number that popped out, I mean, Dylan Colley's 11.28 and six-yard shuttle was really, yeah. really impressive as a single event. So great day. Great day for Braden Nobakri. All right, guys. Thank you to our trio of former players. Thank you to Jason Shepard, our sideline reporter, bringing us all access interviews. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. But sorry to Dennis Pitt. Yeah, Just I was going to no say. Time for you. No, time no, for all no of these time. guys. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSA. For Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon, Jason Shepard, and Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to our entire crew who has been here, in some cases, since 3 a.m. to bring you this 90-minute special. Tonight on the BYU TV digital platforms and BYU Radio, check out BYU Baseball. Go Cougs!